G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, a lot of the conversations we have about some of the biggest issues that not only Australia but much of the Western world is facing with the changing environment uh, in ethics, uh, obviously the biggest beneficiaries or those who will be hurt most by changes could be children. And it so happens that coming up this weekend, it's the start of National Children's Week. So a good opportunity to talk about children, the value of children, honouring children, and talking about those who can't always speak for themselves when it comes to defending their rights and the opportunities that they might have for the future. Graham MacDonald back with us from Did You Know? Did You Know, of course, uh, a website that helps to educate and inform Australians of our Christian heritage. Graham MacDonald, welcome back to 2020. Good, thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you again. Well, Graham, knowing your passion for children, and you've been involved with children's ministry for many decades now, it is an important time to discuss National Children's Week. And, of course, there are some Christian connections to the heritage of this week we set aside. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you know, when when you look into the Scriptures, you see that God's pretty... Um, uh, quite a few uh, references to children, um, and actually a part of the, um, I believe, the plan for families is found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses through 4 to 9, where it actually says to the parents, you know, that parents, you know, th- these words which I command you today, you shall teach them diligently to your children, um, whether they're sitting down, standing up, walking along the way, or whatever. And sadly, I don't, I don't know that the, the, the church has really understood that uh, responsibility. And uh, so the consequence I, I, I sense is that um, God's plan for children is not that well known. And the consequences of that, of course, is that more and more children are leaving the church, which is sad. I suspect when people look at those verses in Deuteronomy, Graham, and they think of those as something of the formation of the nation of Israel, you know, hero Israel, the Lord your God is one God, teach your children these things, and that was a part of the formation of their culture. The fact that we don't always have a common way of actually training up our kids uh, is something that could be perhaps potentially fragmenting our culture. But but when we're a Christian, we can come back to those things and bring Christ into the middle of our family and development of our children. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, uh, the more I, I see, the more I'm convinced that the earlier we need to start there's been some uh, research done uh, recently, quite a bit actually, that um, indicates that um, children, um, and I'm talking, you know, children just after they're born, you know, in the first six to eight months, have a propensity to um, have an understanding of a transcendent being. It, it's it's really interesting. The, there's a, a book out by a gentleman by the name of Justin L. Barrett, a professor at Oxford, and it's a book called Born Believers. And um, he, he can show that 
there, there's a, a naturally occurring a human phenomenon in, in children that has a leaning towards believing in a God. It doesn't necessarily be a capital G God, but in God's. And, uh, and this, this to me just connects up again with what God says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11 where he says, you know, he's made this world beautiful and there's wonderful things in it and he's put eternity in their heart. So this research would indicate that um, the, 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 the reality of it is, is that children can understand and believe in a transcendent super type being even when they're very, very, very young. Interestingly, when we talk about children being made in the image and likeness of God, uh, a very significant thing uh, for the value of children. And uh, in a climate today where there's increasingly uh, buying and selling and exploitation of children, which is uh, just a a dreadful thing. And there is, isn't there, Graham, a watertight significance about the way that Christians see the value of children. And when we see the value of children, obviously then we are then obligated to care for and look after them and be a voice on their behalf. But increasingly, as people move away from God, the idea of exploitation, even buying and selling of children, becomes something that's the norm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's a it's sad, but it's a reality that that children are less and less valued. And the, the other thing that's interesting too is that children children do not have a voice, not even in families or in church or even in society. You know, if there's if there's war, it's generally children who who suffer. If there's um, divorce or family. Um, uh, the, the domestic violence or what have you, children are always the ones that get most scarred, and so they they generally don't they generally don't have a voice, and um, and so often the, the rules and laws and uh, judgments for families and what have you is not based on so much about the the value or what's best for the child, but it's what adults think is best for the child. And, and sometimes it, it's a matter of being, it's easier to make a judgment to, you know, you stay with your mum. It's easier to do that than to go into some complicated way, way to try and protect the child or, or whatever. But yeah, it, it's, it just seems that, as I say, children do not have a voice. It's, it's rather sad. Now, Children's Week is all about raising the profile of the value of children. It's a national celebration of children's rights talents and citizenship and is always celebrated around Universal Children's Day which is held on the fourth Wednesday of October so uh, next week on the 26th of October. Uh, These ideas of valuing a child and uh, having a special day of honour these things were introduced by the United Nations. Is there a Christian connection to the foundations of that Graham? Um, Actually I'm rather surprised on one hand because um, many um, countries that belong to the United Nations really don't have very good uh, track records when it comes to children. And yet even even in that, um, I would suggest, unchristian environment, there's this understanding of the value of children because, you, you know, that once once you lose a generation to whatever it might be, it's, it's impossible to get that back. So even, even I, I, I see that non Christian organizations and uh, and countries still see the value of children but I think for for Christians and from 
countries that have got a Christian um, foundation, I think it's even more, um, more, uh, more about them having to take some steps and, and moving forward and doing a lot of taking the initiative in doing these promotions and doing things for kids and, and encouraging others to follow on. Interesting. When we're talking children, we're also talking parents. So Children's Week, uh, celebrating the right of children to enjoy childhood. I wonder whether there might be some confusion in the minds of some parents, and not to tar everyone with the same brush, but some confusion about what enjoyment for a child might be because uh, some parents who are giving their children everything that they want may actually feel like they're contributing to enjoyment but I'm not sure whether enjoyment is actually defined that way. Any thoughts on on what it is for a child to uh, enjoy their childhood? Yeah, I I think that there's there's a number of things that I I think that um, are pretty... um pretty consistent in as much as children i think need discipline <laughs> that sounds probably strange coming from the, the on the top of the list but children need to know boundaries and um when children when parents understand also understand uh, uh christian discipline christian discipline is not about vengeance or being malicious um you know christian um, discipline is about restoring the child it's not denigrating the child it's about restoring the child but children need to have boundaries because uh, again a part i believe that one of the issues we see in our society is there's this it's all about me 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 and um i i think that comes about by parents continually giving 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 things to their kids when what the child really wants is someone to maybe you know put them on the straight narrow love them care for them and and show show sincere love and it's you don't show love by giving them things love is spending time with them being interested in what they're doing being a part of their their life and one of the big issues and this is the one the government's actually struggling with at the moment is how to get parents involved in the learning process of their children you know we we recognize that parents are busy and but the, the, the reality of it is is that so many children um, do not have the, the luxury of their parents being a part of their learning process at school. And, uh, and as I say, even the government, they've got a prog- project coming up. I'm not sure if it's just started or about to start, but it's about engaging parents with their children, particularly with the, with the schoolwork. It'd be easy to tar everyone with the same brush and say that, oh, parents are abdicating responsibility for actually having that role with their children. But in this day and age, when oftentimes you've got to have both parents working a job to be able to afford to live, pay a mortgage and put food on the table, uh, there are challenges there. And some of those things that go by the wayside because of the busyness and the obligations of parents is that they don't get to spend the sort of quality time or quantity time that they ought to with children. No, I, I agree. And I, I think I agree. And I think it's a, it's a real challenge for parents. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, difficult to sort of sometimes you know, have mum and dad working and then have two or three children and how do, you, how do you spend time with them and what have you. But it's something I, I think it's got to become a priority 
because if we continue to lose children from the church at the rate we're going, we're losing currently, if we look at 17 years of age and under, which is the United Nations definition of a child, we're losing roughly about 50,000 young people a year. Now, that's a lot of people. You know, we're talking, you know, something in the vicinity of about four or 500,000 kids a year leaving, leaving the church. So, you know, if, if again, it's, it's maybe a, a, a time when we need to sort of take a step back and, and um, reprioritize our, our works and, and our, our involvement with our children and maybe some things have to go. But, um, the, the, as I say, the, the ultimate um, result will be that whatever you put into your child will depend on whether the child has a comes up with a positive contribution to our society or a negative contribution. Graham McDonald, our guest. Graham leads Did You Know? That's D-I-D-U-N-O. Passionate about educating and informing Australians about our Christian heritage. The Did You Know website is didyouknow.info. Graham, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Plenty more to talk about when it comes to children and adults' perception of the value of those children and what our obligations and responsibilities might be. We'll talk some more shortly. Taking a little time to preview and reflect on the value of children. Next week is National Children's Week. It happens around this time every year. In fact, the fourth Wednesday of October every year is Universal Children's Day. And so Children's Week runs from the 22nd through to the 30th of October. Graham McDonald from Did You Know is our guest. Of course, Did You Know is a website that you can go to, uh, finding all sorts of wonderful articles reflecting Australia's Christian heritage. Uh, Graham, as we're talking about children and your long association with children's ministry, uh, I always love to reflect on what Jesus thinks of children because we have examples in the New Testament of Jesus and the things that he said about children. What what out of all the things that Jesus says uh, stands out to you as his reflection on the value of children that we might glean from? Oh, I, I think the most obvious one is Matthew 18.5, where Jesus says, Whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. I, I, I cannot think of any higher way of evaluating children than to put them on the same plane or the same pedestal as Jesus himself and I think that's one of the things that drives me is the the fact that Jesus himself says whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me it's it's to me that's an incredible truth that um just yeah just is mind-boggling but it's a reality that's how Jesus that's the value I believe that Jesus puts on little children for some people, they would say, if you're talking about Jesus as a character of history 2,000 years ago, and he said a few things, what value has that got to me? But for those who have that direct relationship where Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and really the focal point of our lives, the things that he says mean so much more. And when he reflects on children, then we ought also to reflect on children the same way. Is that the case, do you think, Graham? Oh, I, my, one of the things I often say to people, and I often pray this, I say, Lord, help me to see children as Jesus sees children. 
And when you look at it from Jesus' perspective, there's just so many things that, are, that, that become evident. One, one of the interesting things for me is that um, when the, the disciples were having a bit of a discussion about who was going to be the biggest, the best, the greatest in the kingdom of God, Jesus pulled a little child in the middle and said, unless you become like this little child, like humble and, and, and obedient, you, you won't even enter the, the kingdom of God. You know, and so there's there's a number of things that he 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 says about these things, and even in Mark ten fourteen he says, "Let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The kingdom of God belongs to these little children, and I see it as the role of of parents and adults and all other believers that you know somehow we need to be." working in a way to value these children, to help them to understand what it means to become a part of the family of God and come into the kingdom of God. Of course, as Christians, we have a deeper perception of what people talk about the lifetime of a person. Oftentimes people will say the cradle to the grave. Well, of course, as Christians, we say from conception to the grave, and it takes in Right from that conception through till that dying day, our responsibility to care for one another. And there is a sense, Graham, I get with uh, uh, the perception that some people have, uh, you know, with the validity of abortion, that somehow or other some children have an inferiority. But I guess from the Christian perspective, we need to have a, a, a uh, an equal understanding of the value of every child. Oh. I agree. I agree. And and this this I think is is to me one of those incredible things that uh, that that in Australia we have this incredible opportunity. I mean through to to reach out to children. I mean Scripture Union have this incredible opportunity through their their camps that they run all around Australia through Christmas time. Um a lot of churches have those uh, holiday clubs. They invite children in um through scripture in schools at different um, school, uh, states we've got the opportunity to speak to children about Jesus um, the the chaplains um, although they've got a, a bit of a restricted um, opportunity but we have all these opportunities plus in, including when you look at the, the Christian school movement right across Australia that's on the increase more and more people are are taking their children out of the public schools, putting them into uh, Christian and, and independent schools. Um, I just sense there's a real movement that of God that's making people become more aware of children. And, and just as, as I say, the, the, the value for me is, as Jesus says, whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. There's no, there's no higher proclamation of, of value than, than what Jesus has said in that particular little scripture. Well, Graham, National Children's Week coming up, uh, starting this weekend through until the 30th of October. Is there any special way you think perhaps parents, grandparents, uh, carers, uh, people in the community who have children as neighbours, is there anything special we ought to be doing to actually acknowledge the value of those children? I think there should be somehow there, there should be some sort of um, at least attempt to try and recognise. Um, I'm not sure that there's any one particular way, but I, I suppose just by acknowledging the child, um, even if it, if it's a next door neighbour or something, and just 
acknowledging the child and say, you know, how are you going at school? What's going on? Taking an interest in the child. Uh, one of the things I would love to see in, in the churches, I would love to see more of the um, older folk in the churches um, becoming involved and discuss, having discussions with some of the little kids in, in Sunday school. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe because of, I'm a bit biased, but I sit and sometimes after after church people have tea and coffee and what have you, and generally the kids are all over in one spot and adults are in another, and I'm saying, oh, wouldn't it, you know, we should be maybe somehow talking and having some sort of interaction with the child to help them understand that, hey, we care that you're here, we love you being here, and, and actually tell them those things. And interestingly, this would be a longer conversation to have, but given the abuse issues that have happened in church life, it's like there's a pendulum that's swung. And uh, while you don't want people to have unhealthy relationships uh, with children uh, in your church uh, life, you don't want to have no interaction with children. Somewhere in the middle there's a balance there, Graham. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that that what's happened is that the the um, the pendulum has all gone one way. And I, I remember hearing a lady on Talkback Radio, and this is about three years ago now, and uh, she was absolutely flabbergasted. She was absolutely devastated that in the primary school that her, I think it was her granddaughter went to, that there was a man teacher. And she just could not believe, how could you have a man teacher in primary school? Um, and, and this is also reflected in, actually in, in the education system. They're having all sorts of problems trying to get um, male teachers, particularly for primary schools. Um, you know, the, the percentage is, I can't remember it offhand, but it's quite low. It's mainly women that will apply for those positions. And I, th I think there's been a... Um, yeah, there's sort of a fear of men to actually become involved, particularly in children's ministry, and um, and that's sad. But it, it's but understandable when you you know know a bit of the history that we've gone through just recently with the uh, the Royal Commission. That's it. Well, it's coming up next week, National Children's Week. I'll point you to the Did You Know website too to get an understanding of Australia's Christian heritage. Some wonderful, easy-to-read stories there on the Did You Know website, didyouknow.info. That's D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. Graham McDonalds is the founder of Did You Know. Graham, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today here on 2020. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Take care. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.